Miserable peeps, what's up, yo? This is the rock star, the renaissance man, the Duke Russo on behalf of the Hollywood Heels podcast. It's just me, Oose. You got just me here to do an instant reaction to WWE Fastlane 2023. They just went off the air as I am recording this. We came from Indianapolis tonight with over 14,000 in attendance. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to hit on some of the things that really, you know, stood out to me, uh, especially story-wise and, you know, some of the things that that happened and and where we can go from here and then we'll do the full review with my dog, the divine voice himself, Hanron, once he is back. So the big the big thing that we had tonight is we had the unified tag titles change hands. They are back on an Uso, boys. Yes, sir. We got Cody and Jay defeating Finn and Priest of the Judgment Day. This, this was match of the night for me. Hands down, banger fucking match. We had so much action. Um, I, I love Jay rocking like the full blown SmackDown colors at this point. He's just always clad in blue and black. I fucking love it. Um, this was a really, really good match as to be expected. We had a bunch of interference from the entire judgment day, but really what this boils down to is JD McDonuts here costing them the titles. You know, he came up with the briefcase and hit. Damian Priest in the knee, which Cody and Jay had been working on all match in general. And uh, and that set up a crossroads on the announce table. And then, oh my God, this version of the 1D with the Cody Cutter? Sign me the fuck up for this. So here's the thing is like, Jay and Cody are phenomenal in-ring performers individually. And obviously, we've seen a ton of Jay in tag action. We've seen some Cody, too. And I mean, even going back to the Gold Dust Stardust days and whatnot, I think that's the last time Cody had a tag belt, actually, in, in WWE, at least. Um, and them together, they feed off of each other so well. Like so early in the match, I wrote down that like these two make a really, really nice team. Like they complement each other really well. And then the fact that they like hit the 1D Cody cutter together perfectly, give me more of this. And obviously we're going to get more of this because they got the belts now. Um, and also, you know what that means? Jay Uso gets to appear on SmackDown whenever the fuck he wants to appear on SmackDown. So this is definitely leading to... Uh, you gotta think that this is gonna head towards some sort of Jimmy and Solo versus them, or or really, like, Jimmy and Roman, or Solo and Roman. Like, obviously, there's dissension in, in the bloodline, and this, this loss is gonna create more dissension. The loss that bloodline suffered tonight... Um, so th this is, this is setting up for something big there. Um, but you know, when, when this match first ended and I was not expecting Cody and Jay to win, um, I, I had in my predictions that 
Judgment Day were going to retain. I had a fantasy where Drew McIntyre came in and took out Cody and Jay, not joining the Judgment Day by any means, but just simply taking out his anger and his wrath on the two people that he has probably most, uh, most discourse with right now on the Raw side of the roster. But, um, man, man, this, this, this caught me a little bit off guard. So now we've got, we've got two members of the judgment day in gold. We got mommy and we got dirty Dom. That's it. And then, you know, later in the night we see priest is determined to not leave empty handed. So he's determined to cash in tonight. Right? So, Uh, obviously whoever the winner of the last man standing match would be, but we got mommy telling him no. And, uh, we always know here that mommy is always on top. So she's going to get her way. Um, we also had a real nice, nice moment with like, you know, Rhea Risley over here with Jay Uso, like, please turn this into something creative, please. Like, uh, it it will seriously turn into the greatest WWE kayfabe power couple of all time. Jay Uso and Rhea Ripley. I need this in my life. Please give it to me, creative. Please, like it's just it's 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 too good. It's too good. Um, but man, are are the Judgment Day gonna have fucking problems now? Because we already saw Rhea Reman out JD. I, I I don't know how Priest didn't just immediately turn JD inside out and we didn't see a backstage shot of him eating south of heavens through literally every surface possible because Priest already hated the kid and now I I can't even I can't even imagine the animosity that's there. Not only that, but when this happened, I was also like, uh hmm. Is this when the the briefcase swippy swappy shit's gonna happen? Like, are we gonna see Finn Balor cashing in tonight on Seth Rollins or Shinsuke Nakamura? Spoiler alert: No, we didn't get that. That would have been fun. That would have been real fun, especially because you know Seth. At the end of the match, Seth Seth looked like he could have gone through another match. I think the the last man standing was short of thirty minutes. I, I want to say it was like twenty eight minutes or something. I saw somebody tweet. But I'll get to that. Um, really not a whole lot to touch on with the Bobby Lashley and Street Profits versus LWO and eventually Carlito. Um, that it was a man match for me. It, it wasn't uh, I, I would I would consider this probably the worst match of the night. Um, eh, I I don't know the. If you just go off of like actual match content, the LA Knight Cena Bloodline match wasn't that superb, but just the buildup of LA Knight in it was, so that at least gave you something. I guess if you're a huge Carlito fan, uh, you'd be mega hyped for this. But you know, I, I saw I saw a couple people spoil the surprise on Twitter. Uh, and then we heard Corey Graves, he made a bad apple comment primarily about 
uh, Dom Mysterio and then saying the tree is rotten with with Ray. But as soon as that bad apple comment was made, I was like, okay, that pretty much solidifies that that Carlito is going to be coming. Even though it started on a three v two, and it it was a three v two for quite some time, and then once Carlito made his entrance, match didn't last much longer. Um, he eventually hit Tez with a backstabber, picked up the pin, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it was kind of a and match for me but dude Carlito came in looking exceptionally jacked so I approve there good good job Carlito uh the women's triple threat match EO versus Charlotte versus Asuka to me was probably like second match of the night honestly even over even over the last man standing I thought this was a really really good match we saw a lot of things and man Charlotte will have this belt before the end of this calendar year. Mark my words. Like, and and the funny thing is, is we've been seeing a lot of Asuka. We've been seeing a lot of EO lately and whatnot. And and Charlotte just kind of recently came back and she's done some things. She's done some tag things. We saw the Charlotte Asuka stuff. We saw Charlotte Charlotte Shotzi or whatever that was. Um some some interesting things from her. But man. To me, this match really solidified that she still is the fucking queen. Like, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. We got we got Rhea over on the Raw side, but the queen of SmackDown, regardless of who has the belt or not, is Charlotte Flair. There is no one on the SmackDown roster that can convince me that they are significantly superior to Charlotte Flair. No one. And that includes Bianca Belair. I'm sorry. I really do think that Charlotte is still the queen. And literally the greatest women's match that I have ever seen was that Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match. Like, it was incredible. And she still got it. You know, the the 14 whatever time female champion is got a 15th in her without a doubt. Um, It'd be pretty funny if she breaks her pops record, you know, because I what? Uh. Him, Rick and John are sitting at 15 a piece um, and she's sitting at 14 so maybe she gets to 16 before anybody uh, that would be pretty dope and I think it's 100% in the cards because I guarantee you if she doesn't have it by the end of the year she'll have it shortly thereafter because the belt will be on her for Wrestlemania and we're going to get some big badass match, whether it's going to be uh, a, a Rhea, a Charlotte rematch, whether it's going to be a Jade Cargill Charlotte match, whether it, maybe we get a triple threat of Jade Cargill, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair. I don't know. But Charlotte is going to enter that night with the belt on her. And I can't wait for it. Uh, other than that, like... There were some huge moments from everybody in this match. We saw a really surprising early mist out of Asuka um, that really tried to like... She, she tried to make it her versus Io right away. And it it nearly worked. It took Charlotte out for a little while. She was getting tended to by the medical staff on the side. Um, but once Charlotte recovered, she went on an absolute warpath. She took out Asuka. She took out Io. Um... I don't know why this is the first time that I noticed that Charlotte kneeling is basically the same same height as EO standing. Um, I mean, I always known EO was short and Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte's not like over six foot or anything. I want to say she's like 5'10 or 5'11, but 
She's got length to her, that's for sure. Um, she hit a great front walkover to a double clothesline. She hit the moonsault of the night. She had a phenomenal moonsault off the top turnbuckle, down onto the floor outside the ring. It was it was badass. There was a great moment where like Asuka basically powerbombed Charlotte, who was on the top turnbuckle, Samoan dropping Eo. Um I mean ultimately she 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 ends up Charlotte ends up eating an over the moonsault while she has Asuka tapping out from a figure eight after Bailey comes out to distract her. So, you know, all this stuff pre pre-show about I don't need the damage control, don't even bother coming out. Well, guess what? You wouldn't have the belt without Bailey tonight. So EO should remember that one. But either way, it's gonna be on the Queen before long. Um after this, we had the John Cena and L.A. Knight versus the Solo Sokoa and Jimmy match. This was, like I said, in-ring content, not really all that great. But to me, this this was like the let's put L.A. Knight even, uh, over even more match. Um, and, and they succeeded because I swear to God, the first 10 fucking minutes was just John Cena being stuck in the ring, getting beaten down. Um... Also, since last night, John Heyman got a, John Heyman, wow, Paul Heyman got a haircut and they pretty much cut all the, whatever dye was left in his hair out and the dude's just like fully fucking father time, all white at this point. Um, and commentary really, really had a field day. Commentary, including Pat McAfee, uh, had a field day with that shit. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of it was just Cena getting dismantled by both of the bloodline for honestly like the first 10 minutes. Uh, eventually Cena came out of absolutely nowhere with an AA. Um, you, you got Heyman on the outside of the ring, presumably on the phone with Roman Reigns, giving him a little play by play, which was pretty comical. And, you know, it, it was it was really looking like the 2v1, the handicap match that Cena said he was willing to do, but thankfully didn't have to. And then, you know, a solid way through the match, we finally get LA Knight tagged in, and he just demolishes everybody right away. Eats a super kick, but he, he, he makes his presence felt for sure. Um, we get a crazy, crazy sequence where... We, we get a Samoan drop to LA Knight from Solo Sokoa. Then we get a big cross body by John Cena off the top turnbuckle to Solo. And then Jimmy hits the Uso splash to Cena and just everybody's down in the ring for a little while. That was a, that was a pretty big moment. Probably the biggest moment of the entire match, I would say. Um, but... Eventually, we get to a point, uh, LA Knight does a badass, like, he, he just jumps straight to the top turnbuckle to superplex Jimmy. Cena hits the five-knuckle shuffle, LA Knight hits the BFT, and he gets the pin. And we get John, what the fuck am I doing tonight? Paul Heyman uh, backing out of the arena alone and calling Roman Reigns saying, uh, we, we've, we've got a, a problem here. And we get a cool little moment in the ring where, you know, Cena goes to raise LA Knight's hand. He's like, nah, 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 nah. And LA Knight raises Cena's hand. So this was the put LA Knight over even more, if that was even fucking possible match. Um, 
I think we've all seen the rumors and the speculation about getting a crown jewel match between John Cena and Roman Reigns. And I think this is a really fun way to set up LA Knight Roman Reigns because after this, they've got this little bond thing here. You know, respect was given mutually. And then we're going to have Cena get trucked by Roman. It'll probably be an entertaining match. But uh, I was actually really, really surprised at how little in the ring Cena gave us tonight. It was mostly him just getting beat down. Um, But it'll be a cool moment of like where Cena can go to LA Knight like, hey, dude, finish the job that I couldn't do. Finish the story. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Uh, and again, I don't think LA Knight's beating Roman. I, although the dude is so over, who knows? Like, it wouldn't be a terrible idea. I, I, I would prefer someone else. I would prefer either Cody. I would prefer Jay. Like, there, there are a lot of options. And while LA Knight wouldn't be my personal first, I wouldn't hate it. I don't think anybody would really hate it. Um, but yeah, the 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 match was. Put LA Knight over, and they succeeded, if they even needed to. And then we get to the main event, the Seth freaking Rollins for Shinsuke Nakamura uh, last man standing match. Now, this was a good match. Uh, I would honestly put it third. I really enjoyed the women's triple threat more than I thought I would have, Um to the point where I put it over this one. We saw a little bit of everything in this one, man. We saw ladders. We saw chairs. We saw tables. We saw kendo sticks. Trash cans. Nunchucks. Uh, did I mention ladders? <laughs> um, we, we saw plenty of shit inside the ring, outside the ring, in the audience. It was kind of what we expected as far as Shinsuke uh, honing in on the back of Seth. But that was kind of early on. There were still some really big back spots, but I actually felt like in the grand scheme of things, um, he kind of abandoned the back approach at certain points in the match, which I was kind of like, you know, a little, little head scratcher at. Um, either way, it was by no means a bad match. I thought it could have been a lot more brutal than it was. Um, we didn't get any blood which I thought this would have been a good match to have some blood in. Um, I'm not, you know, uh, some of you have heard me say, like, I, I guess how I feel about some of it. Like, I I like the blood and I like the brutality, but I don't like when it's done a little too much. Like, you know, um, this is going to come off hatery, but it's not, I promise. I do love AEW, but, like, I I think... AEW goes a little too far with the blood where I feel like 90% of the matches are just blood baths. And then you got WWE where like 0.01% of the matches have blood in it. And I think a nice middle ground would be perfect. You know, where like maybe every now and then on a TV show we get a bloody match, but then like on a PLE, maybe we get one or two big bloody matches. Where it's, it's not like every goddamn show and every goddamn match. But it also doesn't just only happen when it's Brock Lesnar doing something absolutely psycho. 
Um, so I, I thought this match would have been a nice opportunity. I mean, uh, like the, the, uh, like the Dijak strap match that we just had was kind of lame because it wasn't as brutal as it could have, should have been. I mean, we did come off of the Ricky Starks, uh, Brian Danielson one, which was absolutely brutal and a f- absolutely fucking phenomenal match. So again, I thought there could have been a little bit more brutality in this. They brought out all the objects, um, but it just, I, I don't know, I, I guess it didn't, it didn't hit as hard as I felt like it could have. However, the ending was fantastic. We saw Seth hit a really nice sequence. I don't know what surface they were actually up on, what it was made out of, but they were on this like ledge in front of a row with a bunch of people who were like kind of into it, kind of not just sitting there. Um, that kind of bothered me. I was like, come on, man. You, you, got, you got the end of the match right in front of you. Like fucking hype up a little bit more. Come on. Come on, people. Um, but yeah, whatever surface that was, I, I, it it was probably built out. So it was probably wood. I don't think it was concrete, but Seth hit a pedigree and then a stomp. And then he hit a fucking Falcon arrow through a table below them. And Seth got up, but Shinsuke didn't. So Seth retained. We saw no cash in. We didn't see Finn Balor come out with a cash in. We didn't see Damian Priest. Mommy got her way. She's the one who makes the plans. She's on top. She's the real leader, whether people want to admit it or not. So they listen to her. And we get a full-on retention by Seth Rollins. And we will go into Monday Night Raw with Seth freaking Rollins still the champion. So coming out of this, there's going to be a couple things to watch for. Um, What happens with the Judgment Day now? Obviously, uh, JD McDonuts push to get in the judgment day is fucking shot. Like the kid fucked up. No, no other way to say it. Um, he's the one that cost them the belts really. Uh, I mean, they, they probably would have lost if it, if they didn't need help in the first place, you know? Um, but you can't, you can't get around what happened and the fact that he hit the person that hates him the most in this situation with the briefcase, with his own goddamn briefcase that he gifted him in the Judgment Day colors, I can't say that there's going to be a future for this kid in the Judgment Day. And thank God, I'm, I wasn't, I w- I'm, not, I'm not a fan. You guys have heard me say this. I ain't a fan. So this is going to fall to Rhea now as the planner of the group. Like where, where do they go from here? She's got to come up with some sort of a plan. What that plan's going to be, I don't know. But she ain't going to be content with just her and Dom uh, holding gold. That ain't going to cut it. I don't think that they're going to get it back from Cody and Jay. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully we get a, a feel-good face-face match where like... KO and Sammy get their opportunity against Cody and Jay. That'd be really nice. Um, it's There's going to be some turbulence. They're going to have to fasten their seatbelts. The fasten your seatbelt sign is officially on. Please keep your seat backs and your tray tables in their upright and locked position on this Judgment Day flight. 
another big question is what's Carlito going to do? Is he going to stick around for a little bit? Cause like he, he, he popped up in, in the, uh, the San Juan PLE. Um, I think that was backlash, but didn't, didn't, you know, we haven't really seen him since. Um, he is in phenomenal shape right now. I don't know what the plans are with the LWO. Uh, I don't know what the plans are with Carlito, but having Carlito come back would be pretty fun, I think. And I think that would make for some good fodder for singles matches between LWO and uh, Street Profits, Bobby Lashley. Like whether we get Bobby Lashley, Carlito, Tez Carlito, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I'll have to do some research. I haven't seen or heard of him like actually signing a, a longer ish term deal to be around and do a bunch of appearances. I don't know what's up with that, but that's my big question from that one. The women's triple threat. The big question I have is how long is it going to take to get the belt back on Charlotte? That's the question here. Um, as much as Bailey, uh, saved EO here. Um, in the distraction from the tap out from Asuka. There was also a point where she like kind of distracted EO and EO eight, if I recall, a big boot from Charlotte. So I don't think this whole damage control drama is completely done yet either. Um, but either way, the queen's on a warpath and she's going to get her belt back without a doubt. Um, Questions for coming out of the John Cena LA Knight match is uh, how long is it going to take us to get to LA Knight Roman Reigns? I think that's the question that we all have. I think we're going to get it. When are we going to get it is the question. So if they're teasing Crown Jewel for Cena uh, Reigns, if that happens or not, um, I mean, timing wise lines up with everything. It's been rumored that's going to be Roman's next defense. We got the quote unquote new season of SmackDown starting next week and Roman will be there. Uh, And that would, that could put us at a survivor series. I mean, I think we're going to have some sort of Jimmy J thing, whether it's solo and Jimmy versus Jay and Cody for the titles at survivor series. I don't know. That would kind of make sense. Um, and then maybe we get LA Knight Roman, although Roman wrestling at Crown Jewel, basically wrestling twice in the same month. I just don't really see that happening either. So maybe maybe that's not going to happen. So when are we going to get that is, is the question coming out of there. And then last but not least, Seth and Shinsuke. You know, thankfully, this is finally over. Um, where do we go with Seth? How long is he going to keep this up? I'm a huge Seth fan. I absolutely love Seth. I want to see him hang on to this belt. But now that this beef is put to bed, like, do we get Seth Ricochet? Uh, Drew needs somebody. Drew wants gold. You know, uh, Drew Seth would be super fun. If somebody knocks off Gunther, uh, Gunther Seth, that would be absolutely incredible. Um... And I coming out of this, like, man, Seth is just the, the superior ring performer over Shinsuke, without a doubt. You know, I, I felt like Seth really carried this match, most of the match. Um, a matter of fact, like, that's how I felt with the other Seth-Shinsuke match. So, 
maybe maybe Shinsuke, you know, he he's much more impressive when his opponent is somebody like uh, Bronson Reed. You know, <laughs> I I I love the promo he's been doing and all that kind of shit, but I don't know, his in ring just hasn't hit me as strong as it should be. So that's it for it's just me, Us Solo Duke Russo reaction edition on Fastlane 2023. So upcoming, me and my dog, the Divine Voice, Henron, he'll be back soon. We'll do our full review of the October 6th episode of SmackDown, as well as our full review of all the match details and the goodies of this Fastlane So we'll probably record those tomorrow and get those up shortly. And then we got Raw after that. And an NXT that's going to be an absolutely star-studded, rumored to have Undertaker, John Cena, Paul Heyman, uh, probably Becky Lynch, and Cody Rhodes all on NXT. Uh... If anybody tries to say that WWE is not scared of AEW, they're fucking lying because I Undertaker, really? Like that's how deep in the pockets they have to go to to try to bury the uh the, the episode of AEW that is airing head to head with NXT. Come on. But that's all I got for you folks. Deuces, ooses. <laughs> <laughs>